This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. This morning, if you remember last uh, three weeks, we have been studying about prayer, a special prayer called intercessory prayer. You know, the way the ministry is named as House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries, it is important for us to know what is intercession. So a week before or two weeks before, we spend a good amount of time to understand what is really intercession. Is, this, is it biblical to intercede? Are there biblical examples of intercessory prayers? Who can intercede? Who can stand in the gap and pray for someone? We found out intercession is nothing but someone standing on behalf of somebody else. Like Jesus interceding for every one of us to Father, to the Father in heaven. In the same way, people of God, children of God are called to intercede, to stand in the gap, to pray for somebody else. And we also spend some time to understand for whom we can intercede we need to intercede and how to intercede and we saw a few examples from the Bible and we found out Jesus is the ultimate the master intercessor and we also supported that with two different parables Jesus spoke which is can be related to intercession Last week, if you remember, uh, we spent a good amount of time to understand some of the characteristics of an intercessor. What are the characteristics of an intercessor? Last week, I'm sure it is all fresh in your mind. What are the different characteristics? Yeah, we can find in those who intercede, you know. Probably I would have lost because of all of the travel, right? So, so many miles, things would have gone away from my mind. Probably it's all fresh in your mind. What are the characteristics of an intercession? Intercessor. We saw five things, right? First of all, an intercessor must be willing to surrender himself or herself to God. Total surrender to God. So surrendering to the will of God and surrendering to God is the first character. We just saw it at a high level, not very so deep. Secondly, an intercessor needs a great persistence or patience in when we pray for certain things. Thirdly, an intercessor must be open to the need of others. A person who doesn't understand somebody else's need, who doesn't really care what others are going through, obviously he cannot intercede, he or she cannot intercede. And fourthly we saw, intercession requires a certain amount of self-discipline. Because you need to keep a time aside, you need to find a place where you can sit and pray because you may be crying or you may be, you know, calling upon the name of the Lord, you know, with a loud voice or with a lamenting heart, you know, different ways you intercede, but you need to have a certain amount of self-discipline. And we also found out that you need to know, let others know that it's your prayer time. Otherwise people will call you or they will disturb you. Let everyone in your house know that it's your prayer time and I cannot go near to her are near to him so that people are well prepared in your home they know what's going on and finally we saw the hearts and minds of an effective intercessor it needs to be pure 
and free of bitterness someone cannot pray for somebody else having you know a bitterness in the heart so your heart need to be pure in front of god and you know as we are some of the other characteristics which talk about we need to pray without expecting anything back in return from that person he may be praying for someone and he would have got blessed or he would or she would have got blessed but as an intercessor don't expect anything in return maybe you need to go to an extent not even a phone call to say that yes i got a job don't expect that from man expect reward from god don't expect and get disappointed that's one of the important characteristics of a good intercessor then we also saw some of the other characteristics do not expect god to to answer the way you want you know most of the time we end up in praying maybe interceding for ourselves or somebody else we will pray and ask god force god and twist his arms to answer the way we want but instead a true intercessor will pray for god's will to be done you know it is so true it is so true you know when we when my dad was sick in the sick bed um maybe he was there for 47 days in the hospital but in the you know the later part i think it's in the third or fourth week we called a, a, a very well known minister of god i was here but my brother was there and he co- invited a very well known minister of god in india very powerful man of god and he he invited him to the hospital to pray for my dad and you know the what the first word first thing he said i can intercede for your dad dad in the hospital but then all that i can do is i can ask god for his will to be done don't expect me to pray that he will revive and come alive but i can pray let god's will be done and god will do that quickly god will do that quickly you know that's what he said so true intercessor will not twist god's arms but instead he will make sure god's will is done in his life and we also saw it's not enough if you are just a prayer warrior we must be a soul winner just don't pray and send them make sure their soul is getting ready for god it's more important to worry about their soul than their personal needs today if god willing i want to close this uh, the series so quickly we see some of the other things which are left out it to be done what does it take to be an intercessor what does it take to be an intercessor and we saw god has not called a only selected people to pray for others no god has called every one of us the entire church to pray for others to stand in the gap and i said you know in the middle of all our prayers every day make sure at least 5 minutes you pray for somebody else don't pray for yourself all alone all along just pray for somebody else so we also need to know what does it take to be an intercessor intercession demands a great amount of sacrifice it's not like you know i will do it when i feel like doing it or when i feel when i when i have good time i will intercede no it cannot be like that if there is a prayer time then you know intercessors are there to pray to god it doesn't matter whether you feel good or you don't feel good it doesn't really matter whether you are sick or you are alive or you are dead it doesn't really matter god expects us to intercede if that is what god wants us to do it's really not about us but it is about god and you know doing that duty with all diligence it takes our precious time that we can have with our families why we need to come 
on the, the, the for the prayer and spend our one hour two hour in this place why we could have spent our time with our families in a very effective way but if you are an intercessor if God wants you to pray for your life and your family and for others it takes our precious time with you know from our families you know when we started this ministry there are few ministers of God and pastors really warned us you know really came and they told us do you really know what you are stepping into it all happened in you know a few years earlier they all they asked us do you really know what you're stepping into intercessory ministry is not an easy ministry many intercessory ministry has started and they are no more they do it for one year and two year or few years it is very very difficult to take that further every day calling people over the telephone conference and even in the church and make them to pray for the nation and make them to you know it is really a tough task because we all have our own issues then how do you pray for the nations where do you have time and mind to pray for the nation and what is going on in the country or somebody else some, some other country but you know it's a grace of God that you know we all could do it even today and I'm sure the same grace will help us and it will take us further so in effect intercession requires a good amount of our time to be spent in the prayer in prayer continuous fasting and praying at times it drains our lives and makes us weak you know at times you pray for certain things and the moment you realize that things will not happen but just like that you end up in fasting and praying you know some of us fast even just not one day two day three day and wait upon the Lord it drains our life our strength and it makes us weak physically but you know spiritually we gain strength of course we get the things done what we you know God wants us to do on this earth but it requires a sacrifice from our our end intercessors need to know there is a price need to be paid you know Jesus paid the price on the cross we don't need to pay anything for our salvation you know we need to be very clear here we don't need to pay anything Jesus did everything on the cross and we don't need to pay anything for our salvation it is free of cost but then Jesus had a fight on the cross with the enemy and he defeated him on the cross right it is like the legislation passing a law that's what that's what happened in the cross the law was passed but now the law has to be enforced it has to be implemented and God expects the church to implement what was passed on the cross and that implementation is not easy when you go to implement you know you will find that there are territories occupied by somebody else and unless you drive drive them out you will not be implemented what the law says and church has to do it you will go and find people of God the lives are already corrupted and occupied by the work of the enemy the devil so you need to fight with the devil to set them free you know that's what is the job of an intercessor the intercessor is the spiritual shock absorber 
Intercessor is the spiritual shock absorber. You know what this shock absorber does in a vehicle? As it gets into a ditch, it falls and the shock absorber will handle the shock so that the shock is not transmitted to the passengers. An intercessor is like that. You fight with the devil so that the person who asked you to pray, they don't really go through the experience. You are in the middle, taking all the load, all the position of the enemy and you are handling it within you. And you need to take care of your life and your family and all your duties, your work, everything in the middle of all this. You are trying to take the burden of somebody else. That's what is intercession. So intercession takes so much from our life. It requires follow-up. You know, that is really tough. You pray for somebody today and let them go and you really don't have any idea what's going on. So you need to follow up with them. See, that day we met there and we just prayed and what's going on in your life now? Do you see any miracle there? Do you see any healing in your body? You know, it can request continuous follow-up and then you need to ask. It all takes so much of effort from an intercessor's life. So intercessor or intercessory prayer is a really a sacrificial effort that God expects us to make. Secondly, today, there are so many hindrances for an effective intercession. You know, God wants us to pray, but there are so many hindrances for our prayer. Let's quickly go through what are the different hindrances in our life. You know, this is a quick list as I was preparing for the sermon. This I found this is a quick list checklist that I go through it and find out whether this is there, this is there in my life or not. You know, the moment I find, I will be able to relate, some of my prayers are not answered by God because this was interfering. Some of the prayers are not answered because I find all these things are going on in my, my, in my life. So it made my prayer less effective. My prayer was not effective. Because that's the reason God didn't answer me in that way. Because I have all this. So it's a quick checklist. Let's go through it. First of all, let's read Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2. I will read it for you. Isaiah 59 1 and 2. Bible says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ears heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. You know, the first hindrance for an effective intercession is sin is our iniquities that's what word of God says our sin stands as a thick layer thick cloud between God and us so that God cannot see us and if God cannot see us our petition cannot reach God because we have a thin layer thick layer of cloud of sin between God and us that's what the word of God says in Psalm 66 18 Bible says David says if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear Psalm 66 18 all these messages are recorded and it's available in the website you can listen to that later too Psalm 66 18 says if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord cannot answer me Lord cannot hear in Isaiah 115 Bible says when you when you spread out your hands I will hide my eyes from you when we spread out our hands God I need your help God says I will hide my eyes from you even though you make many prayers I will not hear your hands are full of blood 
Isaiah 115. You know, as long as we carry sin in our life, God cannot answer. Some of our prayers are not answered because we were praying with sinful hands and sinful thoughts. Proverbs 28 9 says, One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. One who turns his eyes, ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. You know, the prayer becomes sin. Prayer itself becomes sin if we don't listen to God's law and don't obey His commandments. Sin is the first one. First hindrance for our prayer not to be answered. Second hindrance, idols in the heart. Idols in the heart. What does it mean? Ezekiel 14, 1 to 3 says, Now some of the elders of Israel came to me and sat before me. The prophet says, And the word of the Lord came to me saying, The elders came and sat before Ezekiel the prophet, and the word of the Lord coming to Ezekiel the prophet, and he says, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts, and put before them that which causes them to stumble into iniquity. Should I let myself be inquired of at all by them? They carry idols in their heart. You know, we really don't know what is that idol in our heart today. We come and sit in front of God. We come and stand in front of God. But then there is something else is kept as an idol in our life. And unless we remove that idol, Bible clearly says, clearly says you cannot inquire of me. You cannot really pray to me. Thirdly, an unforgiving spirit. Unforgiving spirit will make our prayer less effective. Mark 11.25 says, And whenever you stand and praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. When we stand before God and ask him something in our life, God wants us to forgive first. Forgive me Lord as I forgive others. You know God forgives others. God expects us to forgive others. You know without having that forgiveness in our mind if we ask God, God is not going to answer our prayer. Matthew 5.23 Therefore if you bring your offering, your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your offering or your gift. It means very clear that you know we cannot have something against somebody in our mind and ask God to bless our lives. We will not see that. We, will, we should ask God to clean up those stuff in our lives so that we will have a for, heart that forgives. There are various other things, selfishness and wrong motives. You know, some of our prayers are really very, very selfish. Some of our prayers are wrongly motivated and God doesn't answer those prayers. Proverbs 21, 13 says, Whoever shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry one day and he will not be heard. Selfishness. You know, we want everything for ourselves. We want to live every time for ourselves. And we are not ready to sacrifice. Not just giving money. Giving our time. 
showing our affection, tending our love, care, all these things God expects. And if we don't do this, Bible clearly says, you will not be heard by God. In James 4.3, you ask and you do not receive, because you ask amiss, means in an, in an inappropriate way, <coughs> that you may spend it on your pleasures. You are asking this to God, why? You just want to spend it for pleasure. It's not that, you know, you want to do it, you want to leave godly. You are asking this because, you know, you don't enjoy, you want to experience. Lord, I this need this, need that. But then eventually you will drift away from God into the sin. Will God give that to us? No. He will not give to us. So some of our prayers are selfish and centered around self with wrong motives and God will not answer. We are talking about the different types of hindrances that will make our prayer, our intercession less effective. There are various other things which we can go on and on. I will try to cut short. Power something called the power hungry you know people all they need power they need to come up in higher positions you know some of the prayers are made for that sake let's read one example James 4 the very same verse which we read I want to read it from NLT James 4 2 and 3 just listen to this you want what you don't have so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. You try to do everything by yourself and you fight with them come up in the position you know pushing somebody down and you try to come up in your career in your position you know it happens even the offices in workplaces it happens right even the christian believers you know they do that they don't hesitate to do these things they just still do these things try to you know, look for an opportunity the moment you get an opportunity just you know just put a word to somebody else and say hey, you know this person is like this and push him down and so that you can make sure you are promoted in your job in your career and God says that prayer will not be answered you do all these things but you don't have because you don't ask anything to God and verse 3 of course we read and even when you ask you don't get it because your motives are all wrong you want only what will give you pleasure <clears throat> you know these are some of the things which stand between us and God so that God doesn't really answer our prayers you know some of the another area which we need to talk about is self-righteousness which we often find in my own life I find it in our own family in our own life we find Luke 18 10 to 14 Luke 18 10 to 14 Bible says it talks about two men went up to the temple and pray let's read that Luke 14 sorry Luke 18 10 to 14 <clears throat> two men went up to the temple to pray one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector the Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself God I thank you that I am not like other men extortioners unjust adulterers or even as this tax collector 
I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I possess, and the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man, means the tax collector, went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. You know, some of our prayers don't get answered because we are so self-righteous. We always think we do the right thing. Like this Pharisee. But you know what the tax collector, he comes with a humble spirit to God and said, God, it really really doesn't really matter what I do. Because whatever I think I am righteous, whatever I do, try to do in a righteous way, I end up in doing something which is not good. I always end up in doing something which doesn't really please you. I cannot really boast anything about myself. I am a man like anybody else. Lord, have mercy on me. You know, that's the kind of prayer God expects. God really doesn't really care about how much, what do we do for God? You know, we cannot just go on and on and say that, Lord, I do this, I do that, I do, you know, I do so many things for you. No, He doesn't really care about. He all he looks for a humble heart that asks God, Lord, please have mercy on me. Self righteousness is another hindrance for an effective intercessory prayer. Unbelief. James 1 6 to 7 talk about unbelief. John 15 7 it talks about not abiding in Christ and his word. In Proverbs 21.13, lack of compassion. It says, whoever shuts his ear to the cry of the poor, we read that, will also cry himself and not be heard. In Matthew 6.5, Bible talks about hypocrisy. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrite. You know, the hypocrite, they come like these Pharisees. They do all these things and come and stand before God as if nothing has happened in their life. And you know, we, if we go and see them, they are like angels. Right? They have not seen anything sinful and they just come and stand before God in that same way. Bible calls them as hypocrite. Now God expects us to humble our lives before God and tell him Lord, Lord you know my weaknesses. Lord have just mercy upon me. Mercy on me. Pride in our life will help us. Will, uh, will, 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 you know, will make our prayer less effective. Job 35.12 says there they cry out, but he does not answer because of the pride of evil men. There is something else which is important, is meaningless repetition. In Job 35, 13 says, verse 13, Surely God will not listen to empty talk, nor will the Almighty regard it. You know, this is something which, as Pentecostals, which we need to know about it. God does not really care about the meaningless repetition. Job 35, 13 as we read, Surely God will not listen to empty talk or empty word, nor will the Almighty regard it. You know, something which gets into our habit is like repetition. You know, when we come, when we get up, let's say we all praise God, we just start thanking God. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. I worship you. Without even you know knowing what we are saying, 
It just comes from our mouth. And there is no connection between what we say and what our mind thinks. You know, that's how God created us. We can think a lot of other things, hundreds of other things, and still we say, Lord, I thank you, I praise you, I worship you. That really, it's not effective at all. Because God is not pleased with the word repetition. You know, if when you call somebody, even I do that, every one of us do that, when we ask to pray, we don't get words to pray. And we are very clever to fill the gap with hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, right? We used to do that. And without any meaning to it. And we need to be very careful when we say one hallelujah. We need to really mean it. And it has to come from our mind. Bottom of our heart. Not from our lips. And God honors that. He doesn't really worry about our repetition. You know some of our intercessory prayers are not heard. which Because we, our mind was not there during the time when we pray. It's just a repetition from the lips. Not asking according to the will of God. At times our prayers are not answered because we don't ask according to the will of God. First John 5.14 talks about that. Not asking in the name of Jesus. John 16.24 says, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. You know, many churches, they come and pray and then they go they would not have asked anything in the name of Jesus. Prayers are offered to different saints, not by the name of Jesus. And Jesus clearly says, you have not received anything because you ask nothing in my name. Satanic and demonic hindrances. We know that in Daniel chapter 10, verse 10 to 13, we see Daniel started praying and fasting for 21 days. And Bible says, on the very first day when he started praying, God sent that answer. But then, there is a demonic influence in heaven, preventing the angel of God coming from heaven to the earth, as he was carrying the answer to Daniel. You know, there are demonic influences can make our prayer less effective. That's what the word of God says in Ephesians 6.12. We don't wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And you know, Paul recommends us to wear, put on the armor of God, so that we'll be able to fight with the work of the enemy to intercede for the souls and intercede for others. And Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, then all these things will be added unto you. You know, today there are many prayers offered, but whereas we don't seek God, but then we pray. God, how can God answer? God cannot answer. When we do not know how to pray. Romans 8.26 says, This is why uh, it is important to let the Holy Spirit pray for us. And Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray. For as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know, most of the time, when we pray, this is something which we need to bring correction into. When we pray, we apply our mind too much into the words, and we bring words, you know, we try to apply our English eloquence. It is good to pray that way, but then, it doesn't really matter how do we frame the sentence, how do we coin the words, it is important, we need to do that, but same time, our mind should not be behind that. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to help us in prayer. Our prayer always need not be, you know, well-coined English words. It need not be that way. 
it is like a communication with a child having with its father when we call to God sometimes we shout we sometimes we cry sometimes we tell God I don't know what to say what what to ask and there are times even we need to pray in tongues and tell God this is what I need which I don't know what you need or what I need but then Spirit of God will enable us we need to allow the Spirit of God to intercede for us some of the prayers are not answered because we try to pray with our own strength with our own words and there is no room for the Holy Spirit to intercede for us because he is an intercessor and he can intercede so what we have seen quickly is some of the hindrances that can stand on our way and affect make our intercession less effective and I know that I cannot finish it today so I need one more uh, Sunday to complete this quickly see we'll see one more section of this and then we will close right I think it's appropriate to find to see what are the challenges to intercession we saw what are the hindrances to the intercession what are the challenges to the intercession and then we will close sometimes in in you know, sometime in our way in our life we will come across a situation we are associated with a group or prayer group which we don't like to pray with maybe we may say that you know I don't like that individual or I don't like the way they pray as a child of God that's one of the challenges we need to handle as we live on this world I'm learning it people are not like me I cannot expect people to be like me no then we will I'll fail I have failed that's something which I'm trying to learn trying to adjust myself people are they are different individual they have their own issues their own abilities their own skills now how do we handle as a team as a prayer team you are supposed to intercede sitting with them the moment the other person starts praying there is a hate now you know you just little back up and saying that oh, okay let me calm down because she is praying I don't really like the way she prays but then it's a challenge for us you know what I'm talking about it's a challenge for us we need to go through it we need to go through it God is not asking us to leave that group and run away but it's a challenge that we need to handle as we pray as a team as a group as we intercede we need to handle this secondly as a true intercessor we need to have our private devotional private prayer time with God it is true that we stand in the gap for others but then we need to have our own prayer time with God and you know it's a challenge comes as we say <coughs> excuses I don't really get up early in the morning I find it difficult if I get up early in the morning it interferes with my work I feel sleepy at my workplace in the afternoon or at home I cannot do things in the way I'm supposed to do you know I find it difficult some of the challenges we need to handle as we become a true intercessor of God it is true in our situation if we have a fasting prayer there is a challenge some of us cannot fast and it is a challenge for us how do we fast and pray and be with the fasting prayer early morning prayer sometimes we say that morning prayer I cannot really get up and participate in the conference or it will mess up my whole day and I don't you know feel like doing it you know sometimes we come with you know different kind of excuses 
you know there is there are different excuses one particular excuse which i really hate is some of us say i don't have a leading to pray i don't i don't really let to pray i don't really you know have the urge to pray so i'm not coming for the prayer i will come to the prayer whenever the holy spirit the spirit of god tells me to go and pray otherwise i don't really feel like praying because i need to listen from god to pray i believe that is a foolishness god cannot come and tell you every time this is the time you need to pray and this is the time you don't go to the church god cannot come and tell you you get up and then you walk and go and then god cannot come and tell you now you sit and relax and watch tv god cannot say that our god is not such a god god cannot do it and if you are saying that it is an excuse it is not really from god and we need to be careful you know we get carried away by this waves and okay we think oh okay this sister is really holy and she is really an angel of god and god speaks to her when god speaks to her she comes to the church when god doesn't speak to her she doesn't come to the church no it's wrong it's absolutely wrong god gives us a clear instruction in the word of god there is nothing else god can talk more than what is written in the word of god if there is a word which you can show me there is a word which says go to the church when i tell you don't go to the church when i don't tell you then i believe it otherwise i will not consider it is not from god and we need to be very wise and clever we don't need to just tell that at their face but at least make sure it's not the right spirit the right spirit obeys what the scripture says the word of god says these are some of the challenges as we move forward together as a church we need to have we need to handle i need to talk about this at this point before we close you know some of us have challenges handling the sunday morning worship because of our work i understand you know i spoke to people not that i know i'm not talking about any of us here but i speak to people whom we are inviting to the church newly you know they say that very clearly it's just once in a week yes we can give to god more than once in a week is expensive is costly once we can come to fasting prayer or the church more than once if you ask me it is too expensive i cannot afford to have it and they even say tell me that you know brother do, do you think why i came leaving all my parents and family in, in india or in sri lanka or in some other country in philippines or some other country i came all the way from there here for what to make money if i come and sit in the church every week five hours where that money comes from instead you ask money from me where that money comes from they say that no no i cannot afford to do to do that it is so expensive for me to do it challenges as we want to live for god as we want to intercede and pray to god challenges which we need to handle i'm not saying this is right or wrong but then this is it's a challenge you know at times even though we end up in doing it we question ourselves sometimes and we get into the you know in the in the very dull mood at some time and thinking that why lord all this in my life why i'm not able to live for you why i'm not i'm not able to be effectively serve you lord some of the questions which we have in 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 our in our mind 
Sunday service is important. We cannot leave it. No matter what it costs, but we need to decide. I have seen children living in wickedness as parents were busy with their work on Sunday morning, not taking them to the church. Now today, those children are not with God. The reason is parents were so busy. They are just newly got married, children were born, and then you know they're, they're into business and they are into travel, and they eventually neglected Sunday morning worship. If you ask me what is so important about Sunday morning, there is something which is important, something which is significant. So what we do here on Sunday morning is certainly different from what we do on Friday or Saturday. There is something different. I don't know what it is. I'm not able to understand even. But there is something important. Children are eager to learn the word of God, Bible stories, but parents don't take them to the church. It is so absurd. Look at the country. Look at this nation. Parents, they don't have time to church. But the little ones, you teach the scripture, they will just repeat it. You heard that, right? Prem saying that. And Irene saying that. And uh, Olivia saying that. You just teach them. And you know what? What you do right now, it will never be taken out of their mind. They will keep that. Even if they become old, they will apply those scriptures into their lives. They are eager to learn. But parents, we don't have time. We don't have time to spend, you know, for them. We don't have time to take them to the church. But by the time we realize, it is too late. It is too late. It is important that we need to live for God. I heard a true story. I'll just tell that before I close. A man in prison... He listened to a preacher sharing the word. As he was listening to the preacher and hearing the word, it really touched his heart. He was just listening to the pleasant gospel, the way it was delivered, it was so sweet and pleasant. And he felt that without his knowledge, he is drawn closer to God. But instead of that peace, instead of the joy of salvation, he became more violent as he was listening to the preacher. He became more angry as he was listening to the preacher. And he was angry, especially with his parents. And his anger level was so high, and he became very ferocious with his parents. The next weekend, his mother came to visit him, as usual, in the prison. After a casual chat for a few minutes with his mother, before saying goodbye, the mother showed her cheek to the son for a kiss. This man went closer to her and pretended as if he is kissing her, but he took a bite of her cheeks and threw it on the mud. And he looked at her as she was bleeding woman standing before him. He said, you never took me to the church on Sunday morning. You never allowed me to go to the Sunday school. Today I'm here in the prison. It's all because of you, what you did to me. You don't deserve my kiss, but this. I'll repeat that. You never took me to the church on Sunday morning. You never allowed me to go to the Sunday school. Today I'm sitting in this prison. It's all because of you. You don't deserve my kiss but this. You know, what is the example we are trying to set to our children, our own children? 
What is the example we are trying to set to our children in the church, to the fellow believers? If we are not able to worship on Sunday morning, if we invite somebody new to the church, how they are going to come to the Sunday morning? They are going to follow you and walk after you. What you do, they are going to do the same thing. How, what kind of example we are setting with our colleagues in our workplace? You know, these are some of the challenges which we need to handle. I'm not saying that we need to answer to this, but then we need to handle these challenges as we live, as we want to live for God, especially when we want to intercede. We make any level of compromise with God because we, you know, we got so used to God. Now, I, I mean, I'm observing, I speak to everyone. And I, have, I observe the way they speak, the words which comes out. And the way they got so used to God. God knows my trouble. God knows my situation. Only God can realize how I am troubled. You know, by end up in all, in doing all these things, we end up in twisting God's arm. We will never do it. We just obey to the word of if the word of God says it is important that we need to let, let's let's turn to the word again. Let's read that in Hebrew chapter ten verse twenty five. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Word of God clearly says. It's how important it is to be together in the presence of God. Let's not twist the arms of God. Let's not say excuses, but instead, let us obey to the word of God. We should never fail to realize He is God Almighty. We, would, we should never fail to know He is the God who is in control. If He takes His hand out of us today, we are gone, we are no more. It is all by His grace. It is all by, it's all what we have received from God. Just obey to the word of God instead of finding a way out. You know, these are some of the challenges as a child of God. And especially as an intercessor, we need to handle as we live on this earth. I pray may the Lord give us grace to handle these challenges in our lives. So today we saw some of the hindrances we find in our life. They stand between us and God our, so that our prayers are not answered. And these are some of the challenges which we need to handle as we move forward in our Christian walk with the Lord. Shall we just close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.